Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Siraj Kalia. It is November 15, 2023. Hope you're all doing well in the middle of the week. So hope you're all been staying warm, staying up, staying uh, obviously healthy and good and energetic and positive as always. As I've said in the past and previous episodes, you can find more of my content um, that I've done recently, the NFL 2023-2024 season. Um, I am trying to change it up a little bit, so not really diving into too many previews going forward. Mostly recapping what I've been seeing, uh, kind of taking a step back from doing the usual things. So. Um, a recap of week 9 should be out obviously soon and obviously I want to recap week 10 in today's episode which really was probably one of the better weeks of football we've had in recent memories in terms of how many games were decided by a field goal at the buzzer or close to it um, I want to say there were 6 games in total this past NFL weekend uh, where the games were decided uh, down the stretch by a field goal at the buzzer or close to it, uh, which is pretty fascinating to see how these uh, games do transpire. We have some of the better matchups in Week 10, so kind of want to dive into all of that. Give you my take on what to expect as we are, you know, past the midpoint season, and there's a lot of teams jumbling the AFC for uh, you know the wild card seed, and it's going to be interesting to see what ultimately happens because a lot of teams have a you know, edge of each other in terms of like head-to-head or maybe, you know, conference record or division record. Um, so, a lot to talk about, a lot to look forward to um, coming up in terms of what to expect. Um, so, let's get right to it. Um, I'll start probably with uh, the Patriots and the Colts game, which happened in Germany. Um, Patriots have had a long season or uh, in terms of they haven't obviously been that great this year at all. Um, record-wise, this is one of the teams that Bill Belichick probably never expected to have this much losing take place. They've had a couple of really tough, close losses, some really bad losses. Um, they lost to the Colts 10-6 to in a game in which both teams offensively really didn't do a whole lot. I don't think either quarterback uh, threw a touchdown in this game. Um, the Colts just got a much better performance, and the only score of this game was a run. So it was a rush TD from I think Jonathan Taylor, who had a better game. Um, you didn't see a whole lot happen. Obviously, the Patriots' defense hung in there pretty much all the way through. But once again, some of the stories of the Patriots, uh, same story for the Patriots all season long. It's been uh, uh, just the offensive uh, performances just have not been there. They haven't been executed at times, right? There were earlier, there were times this season when the Patriots' offense looked like it was finding its its rhythm or finding its touch a little bit, but it went back to the same thing. And Mac Jones, obviously, uh, needs to have a frustrating couple of weeks, uh, or this season has been frustrating for him, no doubt, because he just hasn't been able to perform as well as in his rookie season. Obviously, a lot of teams have figured out how to slow down what the Pats do best in the in the ground game. You don't see much of a running game anymore for the Patriots. 
Um, and pass-wise, um, they just are, they're just not getting it done. They're not getting it done when they have to get it done. And Mac Jones ultimately, you know, threw an interception off his back foot on one of these key plays that if they had scored during that time, they could have possibly have won that game. So the Patriots sitting in last place in the AFC East. Uh, Mac Jones was benched on the final drive of the game where Bailey Zappi took over and he threw an interception um, down the stretch where he fake spiked it and tried to throw a pass. The Colts picked it off. So, I mean, it was a game in which the Patriots had many opportunities. They couldn't convert on third downs. Uh, the rushing performance wasn't that great. The penalties really also hurt them as well. Uh, so the Colts, you know, ever since the injury for, you know, Anthony Richardson came through, right, it started to feel like the Colts probably would slip away or not be as competitive. But Shane Sutton has done a tremendous job of being able to tap into the potential of this young team with the, with the wide receivers with Minshew being an experienced uh, quarterback. You've seen the Colts somehow, some way, sit at 5-5 five and five now in the season. And it's pretty impressive for where they were um, last year. And so they have a chance. They're in the mix. And that's all you can really ask for here the Colts um, going forward. There was a Thursday night football game between the Bears and the Panthers. Um, the guy that made this was probably one of the most least watched Thursday night football games of the season, probably because both teams obviously had uh, a tough season. Uh, the Bears obviously uh, don't have fields. We've uh, been playing Tyson Bajan pretty much for the last two, three weeks or plus. The Panthers have been struggled offensively. They haven't gotten it done, um, and the. You know, the Panthers had the same issues. This game really came down to, um, you know, which team was able to get, like, a touchdown or so. And I think uh, the Bears just were able to uh, do a little better in that aspect. Um, the Panthers just offensively, Bryce Young, um, you know, he didn't have a bad game as he had the previous week, but uh, you just did not see um, them come alive, and they had to. Obviously, they tried to... He did lead the drive down the field, and Eddie Pinero missed the field goal, which, you know, ultimately uh, um, was missed. And it just kind of came down to, you know, that's the nose. But the Panthers' offense, had they had been a little bit better early in the game with the lead, they might have been able to win. Um, and Bryce Young does need help. That offensive line, that running game, their skilled players have to improve. Adam Thielen is a nice veteran wide receiver, but he's not the number one wide receiver that he used to be. So the Panthers have to figure out a lot of, a lot of things on offense first. Their defense has been on the field quite a bit. Their pass rushing abilities have diminished quite a bit. So and you, you're just not seeing that whole thing come together for the Panthers. They've been really spotty at best, and the Bears were just better uh, in some aspects, and they got they got a win at home. There was a big game um, between the uh, Cleveland Browns and Baltimore Ravens. It was a pretty big matchup in the AFC North with both teams. Obviously, the above 500 record. Um, and this game was a competitive one. Um, you know, it had the looks of it probably being a breakaway game for the Ravens at some point, but... The Browns have been resilient this season. Got to give it up to Kevin Stefanski and the sake of this Browns team. They obviously had a tough injury um, that was um, 
obviously with Nick Chubb obviously going down, right? And it felt like a lot of eyes were on Deshaun Watson. And Watson obviously was battling some injuries with his shoulder and, and all that. But somehow, some way, um, you saw uh, the team still compete fairly well. And coming to this game, I mean, the Ravens started off great. Uh, they built up a, a lead. The Browns were down, I think, 14 points or so in this game. They rallied. Their defense kept uh, finding ways to limit Baltimore to field goals. Um, and Deshaun Watson played a much better second half where you know he found a couple of players for touchdowns, started making some good plays when he had to make them. And um, I mean, it was a little bit back and forth. The Ravens, I think, in, in, in my view, they could have been a lot better in some aspects, um, especially some of the late drives that they had. Um, they two, three, and out or so they had. Uh, that was tough to see. And then obviously the interception that tied the game uh, or close to the game, you know, like batted ball in the air, uh, tip ball. Uh, Ravens' biggest problem this season uh, and any of their losses they've had is that they've had a tough time holding on to the lead. And, I mean, obviously you expect more from Lamar Jackson. You know, he could have been a little bit better in some spots. Um, you know, you want to see the ball be pushed down the field a little bit more than it has been already. Um, so from that standpoint, I mean... It was just more like the Ravens let the Browns kind of hang around. And that defense of the Ravens eventually got fatigued in the second half. Um, the Ravens had a good rushing performance as usual, but um, as I mentioned, they settled for a number of field goals. And that kind of gave the Browns an opportunity uh, to hang around and to, to kind of not a comeback. And Deshaun Watson is one of his better games that he played this season against a competitive opponent. He looked better. He showed and made some solid throws. And um, ultimately, you just saw the Browns have confidence. And on that final play drive, he had some, some big big, big um, plays. Uh, yards after the catch were big for the Browns. And you saw the running game come alive. And the defense came alive too a little bit, like I said. But Baltimore was a, was a game in which they had their missed opportunities. And the Browns ultimately kept on coming at the Ravens again and again. They, they didn't score early on the first half. of The second half was a different story. Uh, you saw a much more aggressive Browns team try to get after it. And uh, they ended up getting that, you know, that drive done down down the stretch with their defense, getting a stop on the Ravens, right? They, I think the Ravens, Browns had like... I want to say a good about four or five sacks in this game. And a couple of those plays came late. And so Browns drove up on the field. Deshaun Watson made some good plays. They took the field goal to win it. So it was a big win for the Browns. And what they are at this point in the season, I think they're 6-3. and three, Or, yeah, 6-3. and three, Ravens are 7-3 now. So the AFC North is shaping out to be a really, really exciting competitor. It's between three teams right now. Um, obviously, the Bengals are a little bit out of it right now. Uh, speaking of the AFC North, right, you had the Steelers pick up the 23-19 win over the Green Bay Packers. Um, the last two or three weeks, the Steelers' offense has come, come alive a little bit. They have a little bit of a spark, right? Their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, came down from the booth to the sidelines, 
the running game for the Steelers was big in this game. They had, I think, over 200 yards rushing in this game against the, against the Packers defense that usually is good against the run, but they got gashed quite a bit. As a result, you saw the Steelers put up points. Uh, Kenny Pickett, obviously, didn't have to do a whole lot. And the defense took care of the rest, right? Um, Jordan Love played well for the most part in the first half. Down the stretch, although, they had two chances to potentially drive down the field and win the game. And he threw interceptions on both both occasions. And so, Packers are a young team that's close. They're seeing Jordan Love try to do a lot of things. Uh, the running game, obviously, is still something that you'd like to be a little better, but they're kind of, they're always in that position to win games down the stretch, and you thought last week they got a win, right, and maybe they'll be able to do better this week, but the, they were close. They had the lead for a little bit, and they lost it, but Jordan Love didn't deliver on some key spots. The decision-making for, the, for Jordan Love and the Packers have not been great in these situations. They've had two games or so this season, or, or a little more, where Jordan Love's been in, in position to either tie the game or win the game, um, and he hasn't delivered, and that's kind of been the story of their season so far. So you had that game go on. Uh, what else did we see? That was a that was a good one. Uh, you look at a game um, between Atlanta and Arizona. Kyler Murray made his return. Um, Tyler Murray led a game-winning drive. His first game coming off the ACL from a year ago. Nice to see the Cardinals get a win against a Falcons team that just is offensively, coaching-wise, it's hard to figure out what they're doing right now because on one side, Robson had a big game, but you didn't see a whole lot from anybody else. Um, so Cardinals are hoping to build some momentum. They got a big win there. How about the game between the Houston Texans and Cincinnati Bengals? The Houston Texans... Upset the Bengals 30-27 uh, in Cincinnati. Quite a game from both teams, right? It was a really fascinating game. But CJ Stroud continues to have an amazing rookie season. Um, and he once again uh, came through and made some big plays when they needed it. Um, Texans did a tremendous job running the football. The Bengals' run defense had no answer for the Texans' running game. You saw, despite... The turnovers that Texans had with, you know, two fumbles and an interception. Peter Stroud, D'Amico Ryans, their personality, their style came through. They really gave the Bengals fits. Jamar Chase had a big game, um, but Joe Burrow didn't have that same offense. You know, I took the ball from Joe Burrow. I thought Joe Burrow played a lot better than he played. Um, there was just too many inconsistencies in his play against the Texans. They should have been better early on and they had chances to convert some opportunities they didn't they do so and the Texans with Stroud you just saw them play action take shot, take their shots I mean it was a solid performance altogether. the Bengals gave up almost 500 plus yards to this Houston Texans offense and a big win for the Houston Texans because this puts them firmly in the position where they have the edge in the wild card I think the 6th or 7th seed Head to head, they beat the Bengals now. So, expected Stroud to have a good performance. I thought Burrow had a good performance as well. Just wasn't as good. Like, sure, Burrow was able to drive down the field and tie the game ultimately um, and get them, you know, all squared up. Uh, But uh, you just look at it 
Kyle, there were some possessions that the Bengals had in the second half where they failed to convert and failed to, to move the chain. So that gave the Texans cushion that they needed, and it gave the Texans the chance to score late to win the game rather than the Bengals having the opportunity. So uh, a nice win for the Houston Texans. Definitely did not expect to be five and four on the season. They've been one of the surprise teams of the season so far. They've got a great shot to keep it going um, if they can continue to get you know more and more elite performances from from Stroud um, and this Texans team. It's uh, you know all together. So nice to see that overall. Um, what else did we see on Sunday that was um, a really solid and, and fun game? Uh, you got the Lions and the Chargers. Uh, the Lions ended up winning 41-38. to uh, What a game between both teams. Herbert played so well. Uh, Jared Goff did the same. Um, it was a game in which both teams had great offensive production. Um, Chargers defense really got lit up quite a bit uh, by the Lions. They just could not get a turnover when they needed it to get it. And that's kind of been what the Chargers have been. You just never know what you're going to get out of them, right? You play a good opponent, uh, and a Lions team coming up a bye week. Um, the pass rush for the Chargers wasn't good enough at times. Um, and the main thing is the Chargers got off to a slow start. They kind of battled back, right? And Herbert's been pretty exceptional in terms of putting up a good fight in games, but you know, there's been some spots where the, they just haven't delivered. And it's not all, you know, some of Justin Herbert early in the season, but Brandon Staley and Kellen Moore and this coaching, this personnel, uh, at times they've struggled, right? Without Mike Williams, you see a lot of teams try to double coverage Keenan Allen. Even though he did have a good game, uh, you see the Chargers just, they're balanced offensively. Um, it's coming together. You see a lot of good things from the Chargers offense, but this team situationally, defensively, they're not getting it done. And the Chargers need some changes on that defensive side of the ball, I think, going forward. Something's got to change either with the, with the coordinating or with the, with, the, with the pass rush itself because they're not getting it. You know, sure, they look good against the Jets just because they had, you know, better, the offensive line was better. Uh, or offensive line wasn't as good for the Jets, right? But Lions offensive line has been one of the best in the NFL, and the running game for the for the Lions has been solid as well. So that kind of offset the Chargers' pressures and blitzes quite a bit, and that's why it was the game in which the Lions were able to move down the field easily, converted opportunities, and they ended up kicking their game-winning field goal at the end um, to win the game. So when I mean, you just look at it, it was a game in which um, the Lions kind of had a control on pretty much all the way through and um, they finished it off as they should have finished it off having the ball last and that's been a big thing right uh, for the most part uh, seeing how that transpires so an impressive win uh, for the Lions who continue to have a great um, you know a good great season Speaking about great and a great story, how about Joshua Dobbs for the Minnesota Vikings coming in and leading the Vikings to a win last week, another win this this time against the Saints. 
Um, the Saints obviously, uh, unfortunately, lost Derek Carr to an injury in this game. Uh, but Joshua Dobbs has played good football. We've seen the Vikings play much better, and they've looked. Um, they find themselves right in the thick of things in the NFC North. With uh, just think about it, no Kirk Cousins, right? No Justin Jefferson, and Joshua Dobbs comes in, and this Vikings team has found something. Kevin Connell has found something, and they've been winning games, getting the wins that they have to get. And this was a big one. Tough one for the Saints because you know they they were looking better. Uh, with Derek Carr going down, James Winston being in there. Winston tried his best, but, you know, he had his mistakes. He had his turnovers. And the Vikings are just playing good football. They're running the ball better. They're taking care of the football better. And they're getting some good, good pass plays, good production from their tight end. Hawkinson had a big game. Um, and that's good to see um, him emerge a little bit. And so the Vikings, you look at it, they're right there. They get some good wins. Their defense has been... Somewhat better the last few weeks, although I do think that they will have some stiffer tests probably. They'll be, they'll be challenged more offensively. Their defense will be, will be tested. Um, but the Vikings are playing good football, and they found themselves in a good spot in terms of being able to, you know, get timely scores, get possessions that they need, and you're seeing it come together for them. So it was nice to see the Vikings do what they did. Um, because when Kirk Cousins went down, you felt like their season may have may have sailed, but they made the trade for Joshua Dobbs, and since that, they've been pretty much really, really good all the way through. Um, Dallas beat the Giants pretty easily. It wasn't much much of a game, to be honest. Um, you know, the Giants obviously have had a long season, quarterback issues, offensive issues. Um, the Cowboys just did what they had to do. They got themselves a bouncing back win wasn't too impressed with it just because it's obviously they've beaten some teams this year that you felt that they haven't had too much too many quality wins this season in my view uh, but they are six and three I believe and they are still in the thick of things right so um, they got that done uh, the Raiders got their second win under Antonio Pierce against the Jets 16 to 12. Tough game to watch offensively because the Jets continue just to have issues with scoring a touchdown. And you just think about it, they they just haven't had the best offensive line this season at all. Like they've had too many, too many injuries in the offensive line. The running game has been hasn't been as solid. And Zach Wilson just continues to have issues. And he had a chance to do something. Uh, he did everything right early on in this game except put up touchdowns. And the defense was on the field, gave them chances, two turnovers by that Jets defense. And still, Jets could not convert. Zach Wilson threw a pretty bad interception down the stretch, uh, which ultimately got, you know, it was a very bad interception. Um, I think the clock could have been managed a little bit better. Um, And so the Jets obviously are trying to keep their season alive. And they're in a tough spot because they had a couple of games here where they could have potentially done something and now you don't kind of wonder are they going to be able to pull it together and find a way to at least be in the conversation the next few weeks um, the Raiders have obviously looked better since they made the changes to coaching uh, time will tell although they can keep this up because they're going to have some tougher games on their schedule coming up 
Um, so it should be interesting to watch what happens there. Uh, and then let's get to the Monday Night Football game um, between the Bills and the Denver Broncos. Pretty entertaining game. Uh, Denver played extremely well early on. Russell Wilson has looked a lot better this season um, in terms of how he's playing and he made some timely plays in this game overall. You saw the Broncos put up some good points. Started having an impressive touchdown grab. Um, and overall, I mean, Denver just played a, a good game overall. They they made plays. You know, he took the short underneath roots and um, the, uh, the Broncos ultimately were able to drive down the field late and get into position for the field goal. Um, Sean Payton almost kind of, kind of blew this one because, um, you know, they tried to run the special teams out there um, down with 18 seconds or so and get in, in formation to kick the field goal, which he ultimately missed. But because the Bills had 12 players on the field, uh, LeBron got a second chance and... There was a big pass interference call, and that those two things kind of led to the Broncos being able to kick the field goal and win the game, um, I think, 24-22. The Bills were not good offensively, had a really bad performance. Um, there were too many fumbles. Um, there were too many turnovers, better yet, for the Bills against the Broncos, and that was tough to watch. Offensively, they did not look to be on the same page at all at times. You know, miscommunications. You didn't see enough big pass plays happen either. So it was a combination of factors that kind of led um, to the Bills looking really, really bad. That's why changes were made right after this game where I think Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator, was let go. Uh, so they made a change there. And so, I mean, just look at it. The Bills obviously are 5-5 five and five at this point in the season. They were supposed to be one of those teams that you expected to be, you know, in the top echelon AFC teams, and they have had some tough losses recently, and they haven't looked the same. Allen has been a little bit turnover prone overall, and that's kind of why they ended up losing, just because they weren't good enough offensively. They turned the ball over. Sure, Allen made some plays down the stretch, gave them a chance, uh, but the penalties, the mistakes... Um, Diggs not getting the ball quite a bit um, the running game not being used a whole lot that kind of led to uh, the, main, the, the Bills are definitely in a tough spot because uh, they've got a number of games on their schedule that could go, go either way so it's not looking too good for Buffalo at, at this point uh, one game that I got skipped over <laughs> and I just came across my mind was the Niners uh, coming off the bye beating the Jackson the Jaguars 34 to 3. This was more of the 49ers team that you expected to see. They obviously started off so well this season. They had obviously a string of losses back to back to back. Um, but this game they got it all right. Samuel, Evil Samuel returned, had a big game. He scored once. George Kittle scored. Um, you know, Christian McCaffrey played well. Brock Purdy played well. And this Niners defense really made it a rough afternoon. For Trevor Lawrence, the Jacksonville Jaguars just had no answers 
for the physicality for anything with Niners. Niners defense was just all over it. You know, holding the you know, not letting them convert keep their downs. Other plays just were made timely. Um, you know, in terms of just the personnel itself. Um, so a good thing for the Niners to get back on track, get a get a win here against the Jaguars. Jaguars, despite this loss, are still in a good spot for the Texans. The Texans are coming. Houston Texans are coming, and so there will be some type of uh, the second game between the, the Jaguars and Texans will be a huge one because Texans already won the first match, and the second one will be equally as important. So also, Houston South has some intrigue to it with the, with the Jaguars kind of falling in this game. Then you have the Seattle Seahawks get a win over the Commanders, 29-26. Sam Howell continues to play well and impressive. Uh, it was a solid game for the most part. Geno Smith was able to deliver uh, like he did earlier in the season with the game-winning drive towards the end to Metcalf with a big play. Um, it was nice to see Seattle kind of get back on track after having such a bad performance the week prior. Um, they're a team that you know, you're not really sure what you're going to get out of Pagino Smith, Pete Carroll. Uh, they kind of find ways to win games late when they have to win it. And that was the case again on Sunday. So all in all, a pretty uh, fun and entertaining week 10 with a lot of close finishes. Uh, looking forward to seeing some of the matches that are going to be transpiring um, this coming week, which is going to feature a Super Bowl rematch between the Chiefs and the Eagles. Should be a fun one to get into and dive into when it all unfolds. Um, in week 11, that will kick off, I think, Thursday with the Bengals and the Ravens. A huge game for both teams. Can't wait to see how that shapes out ultimately going forward.